Hey there and welcome to Thoughts On, the short-form We Move podcast where we expand on themes from our broader weekly podcast topic. This time reflecting on our conversation with Lindsay Matthews, the founder of BirthFit. And here we talk about the complete human experience that is birth, how we can support mothers to give birth and transition forward with this next level of strength that women have. It's quite phenomenal having experienced it recently. So to get another perspective, we asked Sophie Whippy, who is experiencing the motherhood transition from all angles as co-founder of London's Stretch Yoga Studios, a doula herself, and also a mum to two great young dudes on her experience as a mum, as a yoga teacher and a doula. There's so much we as a culture have to learn in many areas, and certainly as a guy and now a father, I want to understand more about the motherhood transition to share via the WeMove platform and increase the conversation amongst women and men about how to celebrate the strength of the human body. So you can follow Sophie on Instagram at Sophie Whippy and also at stretch underscore London. Enjoy. Sophie. As a mother, how has your experience been the second time around with your newborn? My experience has been quite different to how um, to my experience that I had when, with my first son, who I had in 2013. Um, I think the the most notable is that I'd already made that transition into motherhood. You know, I'm, I'm already a mum. I've already got a small being that's dependent on me. Um, and I've I've already kind of uh, found my identity again, um, something that really gets shaken when you become a mum or and probably become a dad. Um, you know your your whole world shifts, <laughs> um, and that can be really difficult to get your head around and to find your feet in. And I think that was the biggest struggle for me last time when I had um, Duke. So this has definitely been a smoother transition in that way, but I did still get wobbles. Um, and I suffered a little bit with prenatal depression um, and I feel that a lot of that was revolved around well what is this going to make me am I going to shift again is is my identity going to be completely different again how you know how am I gonna how am I going to feel how am I going to manage this who am I going to be um, and I kind of went down a bit of a rabbit hole I think with that um, but you know my son was born uh, in September um, and and it's all feels very calm. It's it's been a lot easier in many ways um, than it was when I had my first son. Uh, I don't feel like to say any pressure, but I'm going to go at about eighty <laughs> percent. Um, I don't feel much pressure at all, really, to to bounce back or even subscribe to that idea of bouncing back. Um, you know, my body's just been through this insanely huge event and trauma. Um, you know, I think whether you have the most positive birth experience or not, your body is going through a sense of trauma in a way. Um, you know, so to to expect your body to then kind of snap back and it's just not it's just not reality. It's not going to happen. And, and is it important? No, you know. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel a lot more at ease, I think, within myself with my body, 
with my ability as a mother um, and, and how I mother, how I parent. And um, I think it's the second time round, you know, you have the joy of hindsight, you have the joy of experience um, and you kind of, uh, you, you kind of know what you're doing a little bit more, but you know, each, each child's different, each baby's different and you're still getting to know a new being, you're still getting to know a new person. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's been easier in many ways. My relationship has been a lot smoother, you know, with my husband that can always be rocked. I think when you, when you become a two into a three, um, so we've been pretty solid and, and really enjoyed this transition together. Actually, we've really taken a lot of joy out of, out of, uh, seeing and experiencing, experiencing each other with the new baby again and, and watching the relationship form between our eldest son and, and baby is really special. Um, yeah, it's been really great actually. And it's kind of made me, uh, appreciate, I think what we have and, and really enjoy where we're at in our lives. Um, yeah. As a yoga teacher, how do you advise mums to move forward postpartum uh, and regain strength and connection to their physical body? So I've already said about that six-week snapback. Um, obviously, as a yoga teacher, I work with women who are pre- and postnatal, um, and I've really taken a lot of interest in this, especially the postnatal period, actually, because with my first son... I really didn't have any information and I didn't pay attention if there was any information. I don't think there was, not many things were spoken about in the way that they are now, you know, six years ago. So um, after I had my first son, after my six week sign off with a GP, which I will go back to in a minute, <laughs> um, I was like, right, bam, straight back to dynamic yoga, holding planks, navasana, you know, inversions, doing absolutely everything that I was doing pre-pregnancy with little thought to, to what my body had been through and um, fast forward a couple of months and I was out there running every day with the buggy and <laughs> um, fast forward another few months and I ran a half marathon um, and I just did not take care of myself at all and and I paid the price of that big time um, a few years later actually when I was um you know, unable to pick up my son because my back had completely gone. My my L5 disc, uh, my the disc between L5, L4 slipped out and um, I couldn't pick up Duke for about eight months. I couldn't practice yoga. I couldn't teach for a year. Um, so this time round, again, the joy of hindsight, I'm, I'm armed with more information. I'm armed with more respect for my body and what it has been through. And then I go into classes um, as a student in some postnatal classes and then as a teacher in, in my own yoga classes. And I sometimes have experienced teachers teaching these classes, postnatal classes, and they haven't really necessarily got a clue. <laughs> it might be really mean, like a sweeping statement, but the people that I've met haven't had a massive clue, I guess, on how to look after women. Um, and... Um, the students themselves, you know, women themselves, unless you've taken the time to seek out the information, it isn't handed to you about the postnatal body. Um, so they're going in and, you know, you feel good and you're, and you're kind of, I guess, working to get 
a sense of yourself back and you've had that checkup from your doctor, you know, which at six weeks, in my experience, both time rounds, not one uh, of my doctor's midwives, health visitors have ever mentioned pelvic floor. They've never asked about my abdominals. Um, and these are really big things that that you're kind of left with as a postnatal women, woman, that you might not have any information on, you might think it's normal. You know, I had a friend who went to her GP and said, I'm... Um, experiencing a little bit of of leaking and she went oh yeah you know that just happens after you have a baby does it yes should it no you know can we do things to prevent that absolutely um but we're not given we're just not given that care in our country in the UK um and I'm sure it's similar in other countries as well uh so women I have some friends at school who are still you know, of my son's school, who are still um, experiencing slight leakage when they exercise. 42.7%, I want to say, of um, postpartum women will have to wear pads when they exercise and they're just not being looked after. They're not being um, held in this space at all. Not after you've had that six-week sign-off with a GP, which is pretty you know, basic, it's how do you feel? Are you managing to feed? You know, are are you feeling happy? They're very sort of standardised questions and it's a lot of box ticking. After that, you're signed off, right? You're good to go, you're good to exercise. And 10 weeks after a C-section, which is major abdominal surgery, you're signed off. And it just isn't catching women that need that need the support and we do need the support in that period you know we're our bodies are being used to look after tiny babies and where is the support for us um so as as a yoga teacher in my classes you know obviously I'm quite wary of that and I try to make sure that women aren't pushing themselves and that we're making proper adjustments um trying to make sure that they're not pushing or or if you know if they've got abdominal separation there's nothing that they're doing that's going to make it worse or, um that's you know a big thing our bodies have been through a lot what can we do to prevent anything um becoming worse than it already is um and i think what has sort of been stamped out of our culture and i know that y- you guys spoke to lindsay about this as well is we're not massively in touch with our bodies as as a general you know we're not told to be in touch with our bodies and childbirth can be quite uh um what's the word I, um, very medicalized event you know that women aren't always told to kind of drop in and, and trust their bodies trust their instincts we're, we're more often they're not told not to do that and that you know the the medical profession knows best they know they know more than our bodies can tell us so where do you go in a postnatal period and and trusting your body's ability and learning where your body needs more support and where it doesn't need support how where do you go how do you get there when you're kind of starting way off from that place in the first place and it's a big it's it's a massive gap in the in the system it's a massive gap in the web um, and I think when, when I work as a doula, I like to work with women from the beginning of their pregnancy. Um, 
some clients I've known before they were even pregnant, so you've already got that basis of a relationship. And you, you start laying the groundwork for that respect that they have with their body from there, you know, and, and informing them and educating women what they're doing with their bodies and what's happening to their body on a day-to-day basis throughout pregnancy, what happens during labour, understanding what your body is doing, and then using that information to apply that to your postpartum period, you know. If you understand what your body's been through, then I think you can have more compassion for your body and more care. And that's basically what we're lacking, right? We've got too much pressure to subscribe to this idea of snapping back and and being fine, um, that we don't really take the time to appreciate what our bodies have done for us and what they're still doing on a day-in, day-out, sometimes through-the-night basis. Um, I know Lindsay said that she um, has this idea that you're kind of climbing a mountain in your in the motherhood transition. She terms it, um, and I think you know, on, on a in a similar way, you can apply that idea to just kind of uh, physical experience. So, when you are pregnant, you've got your training and your exercise at level, you know, A. And then you are working your way actually down. You're you're decreasing your weight. You're decreasing your cardio as your body changes and your needs need to, you know your needs change. Um, and then you have your sort of uh, point where you where you give birth, and then you need to work your way back up to the point where you're at pre-pregnancy. It isn't a you know oh I've gone from A to C, and then I'm going straight back to A. It's like, no, you need to climb back through the middle. You need to give your body time to readjust. Um, and I really try and emphasize that with with women, friends, students, any, anyone really that will talk to me about it, is that your body's just this incredible thing and you've just done this amazing thing and why is there pressure to go right back to um, to the start, you know, right back to where you were before it, there shouldn't be and it, that isn't necessary and if you do do that then you may pay for it I guess suffer physically you may suffer for that um at a later date and you know my big thing is I want to be able to hold uh my son when he's three I don't want to put my back out I want to be able to run and chase my child down the road when he's scooting and not worry about having any leakage um I want to go trampolining with them (laughs) you know I want to do all this cool stuff and and in order to do that I need to take care of myself now you know And, and by take care of myself I need to go easy on myself it's not about getting abs it's not about you know trying to lose my mum tum those are completely irrelevant it's just about looking after myself and that's physically mentally and emotionally you know on all levels you need to you need to make sure that you're being you're being held and as a doula how can we support women in the motherhood transition in particular birth when the world from my experience wants to keep asking questions and not letting women do what they have innate in them? Um, So as a doula, you know, our role is to support um, massively the mum, the the partner, anyone that's involved in in the the transition that's happening. Um, And uh, it, it can be really difficult because... 
we're we're working against in some cases um a society and a cultural culture of um disassociating ourselves with our bodies not trusting our instincts um listening to medical professionals and and I don't I mean you know, I'm not saying don't listen to them but I think we kind of hand over our power right we're like oh well we're now in a hospital you know best and the language used especially can be very much um I am going to do this we are now going to induce you we are going to give you an epidural you know there's not much question in there often um so as a doula, you know, our role in that case would be to step in and say, this is what your doctor is proposing. How do you feel about that? Um, and little kind of little things like that can make a world of difference in a birthing experience. Um, but what I do think is really important as a birth doula, when you start working with your couple, your family, um, personally, you know, you a lot of women or families, couples have this idea of, well, I want, I want this birth. You know, I want to have water. I want no drugs. I want it to be completely natural. Um, I don't want anyone to speak to me. I want no um, examinations. And, you know, this is my experience. This is the experience I want. And I like to just offer that actually we're not in control of this experience. You know, we cannot dictate what is going to happen. We've got another person involved being your baby. They have the way that they are going to be born. You know, they are involved in this process as well. And um, then you have other factors. You know, you have due dates, induction dates. You have um, your your midwife or um, your OBGYN, you know, depending on where you are and, and what circumstances are. You have your high-risk pregnancy. You have your low-risk pregnancy. There are so many different factors that come into uh birthing experience and we are not in control as we are in life you know we can't control life right we can't control every aspect we can't apply that to birth um and I think what's really important is you know you can have this idea of what you want your birthing experience to be but let's be informed on everything else let's be informed on every um scenario every offering that may present itself because if your birth doesn't go to plan you know the idea of a birth plan I, is ridiculous <laughs> I think it's and I like you know I love planning <laughs> but I think um I like to call them birth wishes or birth hopes um or you know just plan a to to z um, we can't plan it. We need to be informed and educated on what could happen if we have to deviate off your plan A. And and by having that information, by having that knowledge, you're empowering yourself in any decision that you need to make. You know, you're in the driving seat. And in most circumstances, there is time within a labour to go, okay, this isn't what we had initially hoped for, but this is the situation that's now being presented to us. How can we navigate this and make sure that you still feel in your power, that you still feel that you're an active component in this birth and you're not just sort of being pulled through it backwards, you know, without a clue what's going on. Um, you know, ed education, education, knowledge, it's information, it's all empowering. And it's so, so important when you go into this birthing process um, I feel, you know, some women, some women don't 
mind as much if it goes from uh, a water birth to an epidural and a C-section. That, you know, but and we hear a lot actually, like, well, as long as mum and baby are fine, then it, you know, then it's it doesn't really matter. But it really, really does. It's so important to our mental well-being and this feeling. Some women are, are left after a birth and they feel that they failed, and it's just so tragic that that women feel like that when they've you know their bodies have still done this incredible thing and and you would hope that they have this support network around them that is just cheering them on whatever scenario they they go into and sometimes that isn't the case and and it's really heartbreaking actually it makes me feel really I'm really passionate about this you know I, I think women we're just incredible what we can do in this in this moment and I'm sure like James, as as a dad, you know, when you witnessed your son's birth, you were just like, whoa, you know, my other half is a warrior. Like, holy crap, this is incredible. And and that is the case no matter how a baby is born. So if we can if we can start on that mindset from the beginning, you know, when we first start talking about birth, then I think you can keep a woman in that place, you know, of this, I am, I'm a warrior, I'm strong, and my body is, is doing everything it's meant to be doing for me, I am connected to my body, I trust my body, we can get a woman kept in that space and help hold her there throughout the entire experience, however it deviates, if it does, you know. Um, yeah, I think that that's kind of how we that's how I like to work with with people and you don't you know sometimes you meet resistance like well I'm not going to talk about cesarean because it isn't going to happen to me and I, I totally appreciate the kind of positive mindset and what you put out you get back and if you fixate on something then you're likely going to kind of bring it into being um but I do think in in a situation like giving birth it's really important actually to to prepare yourself for the what ifs you know um, and, you know, the other way that we can kind of prepare for the motherhood transition is, I think, uh, having a bit of time to reflect as as the woman, you know, as the mother-to-be on how do I see myself? What does becoming a mother mean to me? How do I view mothers? What's my relationship with my mother? Um, because the way that we identify ourselves is massive, and that shifts when you become a mum. Um, however you choose to parent, however you choose, you know, some women go back to work after six weeks, some women go back to work after five years and whichever, and, and you know, everything in between. So however you, you do that, I think you've still had this shift, you know, you're never going to be just you again, you're always going to be a mum. And I think personally like I really wish that I'd taken the time to think about all of this stuff before I had my first son when I was 25 um it really kind of knocked me sideways and I remember in the early days being like I'm still me I'm still me you know I haven't changed I'm back to yoga doing my high planks doing everything that I can do before pregnancy um you know getting my body back still wearing ridiculous wedged heels because you know I'm still me even though I'm tottering around with a tiny baby and it's kind of laughable now, <laughs> but also actually quite sad because I was just so clinging on to this idea of, of what being me meant. And now I know that none of that is me, you know, it's all, it's all outside of me. None of that, none of that matters. Um, but it kind of tinged my experience. I think of those early days, I was, I wasn't as present as I could have been because I was so busy trying to, 
bring myself back to who I thought I was. Um, yeah, I think, I think it would just be really beneficial for, for us to kind of think about those things before we become a mum, you know, because they're going to come up. Whether you think about them beforehand or not, they are going to come up and they inform the way that you parent, they inform the way that you mother. Um, and I feel like we kind of have a responsibility to ourselves um, to, to think about these and to, you know, you don't have to like go to counselling unless it's where you want to be and it's beneficial. But <laughs> I think it's just really important to, to shine a light on them.